bitch, 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 How do you drink that without ice? I don't like ice very much, actually, uh, in my drinks. Tempered, my friend. <laughs> welcome! Welcome! Or welcome back, everybody. We are yes. here yet again. And we are... Soul. Uh. Uh. Alright, you're taking Gamer! Two. It's actually just Soul of a Gamer. I don't know why he said it like that, but, you know, that was weird. I don't know. I just thought it'd be more entertaining, more dramatic. That was actually not uh, either of those things. Some people might like it. I don't think anybody liked it, actually. Probably not. I'm getting emails right now. We didn't (laughs) release the uh, the episode yet. This is kind of weird. We just lost 15 subscribers in the last four (laughs) seconds. Jesus. Uh, Welcome, everyone. We are Soul of a Gamer. I am Scott. And I'm Steven. And every week we come at you with the game we play and we tell you about it. And then we throw up our hands and fight each other about it. I don't think that's true. Okay, maybe not. All right, well, last week's game, we hope you enjoyed it. It was... Yes, it was Psychonauts. Yes. I actually remembered better this time. And then, yeah, that was a fun game for us. We had a lot of fun. I still haven't played the second one. I haven't either. I downloaded it finally, but... And so, this week's game is... Soul Calibur. The original Soul Calibur. Yes. Uh, Dreamcast version. Yes. So We both play the Dreamcast version. Yeah, too. which is amazing. Right? Dream, tell me, man. Sega was ahead of their time. I have to admit it. I think it. they were too far ahead, and then nobody wanted them to be that far ahead, so they couldn't succeed. Like, I was always wondering why you hyped up the Dreamcast so much, so but cool. the more Dreamcast games I play, the more I'm like, damn, like, the, like it's actually pretty damn decent. If you play a GameCube, what's crazy is you can play a Dreamcast and a GameCube, right? GameCube mm-hmm. still has some upgraded stuff from yeah. the N64, but a lot of the games actually still look like and feel like the N64. Yeah, play. they did. So when you play them both, you're like, holy shit, the GameCube's a piece of garbage. You can play the same game on both and have a much better experience on the Dreamcast. Yeah, no, I'll have to agree with that. Like, Nintendo's always kind of still been that where the graphics don't matter as much. Bottom of the line, that's what they are. They just, they live on Mario, that's what they do. (laughs) Pretty much. Which, I mean, Mario and Pokemon and all those other franchises they have, they are good IPs to have, and they are super successful. And they cornered the market on handheld games, which is smart for for them. I mean, Sega tried with the, whatever it was, a really cool one. It looks Uh, cool. It looked much better. It looks like the the Switch. What's crazy is it looks like the fucking Switch now. Yeah. Like, that is insane to me that they made something that is the Switch now. Well, like the emulator console that I have, yeah. Um, like looking through it actually like shows a lot of like what the consoles looked like and yeah. stuff. And looking through, I was like, there was a fuck ton of handhold consoles yeah. I never even heard yep. about. I was like, what the what? The Sega, when you look at the Sonic one, like they show the difference between the Game Boy and the Sonic game, and it's fucking insane how much better the Sonic one. Was. Yeah. So, all yeah, right, well, pretty crazy though. We'll jump right into this with. Yeah. What's on the ball? We have Soul Calibur. This is a tale of souls and swords. Was that transcending? Transcending the world and all its history told for all eternity. The greatest weapons based, weapons based fighter returns? Yeah. The greatest weapons based fighter, I get it. So they're trying to say that 
It's a weapons-based fighting game. Yeah, yeah, they should have said it differently. Yeah. Uh, Returns this time on Sega Dreamcast. Soul Calibur unleashes incredible graphics, fantastic fighters, and combos. So amazing, they'll make your head spin. I thought they were going to say, they'll make you come in your pants. Soul Calibur, the ultimate fighting game. I think Andy Samberg coined that term. I think so. Just in my pants. This is a pretty basic bitch box. This is like every box from the early 2000s. Yeah, I mean. Not a lot of like... Uh, real art on the box, more like just showing gameplays of, uh, which is weird. Why would in a fighting box? Why would you show like after the hit? Yeah, it's weird. It's like showcasing like after the swing, and like you see the particle effect that happens when this swing comes in contact with the player, and yeah. like that's all four of the different images on this box. Yeah, and and all of them are basically the same then, right? Because they're not. Yeah, they're not really showing you a combo. They really should have just put the character faces. I think that would have been a much better. I think so. Or yeah. at least having a few of them, like yeah. do, like one where it shows like the hit hitting, one where it shows them like maybe squaring up against yeah. each other. And then maybe just show like a couple of different fighters. Maybe show like the head of Nintendo uh, sucking the dick of some prostitute, and then they really would have hit him. Maybe they really maybe, would have hit him. You know, that, that's a, that's one way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this box is a pretty basic, bitch. Uh, nothing really amazing about it. So yeah. I guess we'll just move on to our next one. Are we damn Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. I didn't notice the music in this. I didn't really. Either. I didn't really like, pay attention to the, it. Uh, I like the opening. main screen music and yeah. the opening and stuff. Like that's always been good. Um, no so, real dialogue in this. No. Uh, characters. I don't believe they even said anything, did they? I don't think. No, they so. did. I remember oh, the yeah, Japanese no, happening. The, yeah. 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 Well, and, and they, like the the announcer away. always saying each yeah. person's name and stuff. Mitsurugi. Yoshimitsu. Yoshimitsu. Which I always, right. I always called him Killick, but he always sounded like he said Kylik. I, I like, don't know. I have no idea. I didn't play anyone but uh, Mitsurugi. Um, so. I'm a Killick main. <laughs> I'm a Killick main. Oh, you fucking nerd. Dude, I used to love Killick. nerd. Well, I used to always love all characters with bow staffs and bows and arrows. Yeah. And so that was just my choice okay. right off the bat. Okay, fair. But yeah, I mean, the music in the game, pretty average, I want to say. It's not like blow out of your mind music. It's not like shitty unoriginal music it's very average and that's what you kind of want for a fighting game yeah i think that's like the sound effects and everything you kind of want those just to be average because you don't want to take away from the fighting yeah let's be real here there's one and only one fighting game that has like the most amazing soundtrack and that's mortal Kombat. i mean yeah but again just (laughs) average during the actual gameplay and just the opening sequence has a cool sound yeah no and i agree with that i'm just saying like as far as like fighting games go, most of them just have such a basic. Yeah, just, which they should anyway. Yeah, they probably all just copy the same sound effects and throw them in there, right? So, probably. Uh, yeah, no real dialogue between the characters. Most of the story we get is from uh, illustrations and yeah. then typed out words underneath the illustrations. So, all right, well, let's on. We're, we're smoking through these. Onward. How does it play? You know, surprisingly, this game plays really well. It actually, I was very fucking impressed. I was honestly really impressed with it too, yeah. especially for how old it was. Like playing a lot of fighting games, like I have to have that. After playing the original Mortal Kombat, oh, especially that. Well, even just a lot of Mortal Kombat's. Like up until they started getting into the more recent ones, yeah. Like I never felt like I always felt like they were really slow yeah. and sluggish, and the controls were you have to press like five buttons to do two things. It's kind of like what 
M. Night Shyamalan did for Avatar The Last Airbender with all the with bend, airbending and earthbending in that movie. So you press for a couple buttons and do the same thing? Where, like, in, like, old Mortal Kombat games, I always felt like you did, like, all these crazy combos. Yeah. And then, like, one rock would fly across the screen. Whereas, yeah. like, in a lot of these other fighting games, like, every single button presses a, like, yeah. a whole motion. And, I mean, and the Dreamcast really does as well. It has an amazing fluidity in it, uh, much different from playing a fighting game on GameCube or even Xbox. Uh, much better, I would say. They really knocked it out of the park with the Dreamcast. So just playing this game, the fluid motions going through, I never felt like I lagged behind. I never felt like I was like getting frustrated with the game. I was like, actually just having a good time playing. Mm-hmm. Like This game was not frustrating whatsoever. I would say the only other fighting game that I played on like any of those older consoles, like the original Xbox, was uh, Dead or Alive 2. Dead or Alive, Had yeah. of the best fluidity and stuff yeah. to it as well. That's a later later console game, though. Yeah, a little was, bit more upgraded with the graphics and everything. Sure. So, But even that, I can't remember liking that as much as I liked uh, Soul Calibur. Because I, yeah. I started Soul Calibur, I think, with 3 or 2. And with the Link one, and that one was just so fucking good. Yeah, I played the shit up. I think I started with three as well. Because there's just so much in it. Like, even in this game, we have, like, an arcade mode that you can get into. The story's huge. Like, it's a giant fucking map, and you do a ton of fucking missions. Yeah, you do. So, And then you have a shit ton of things you can buy, shit ton of things you unlock. Like, this game was, like, the pseudo-Super Smash. It had, like, the theater modes. It had all these different card arts. It had fan card arts. It had monochromatic card arts it had like, black and white card arts yeah. it had like full uh, museum like movies of like all the display of all their moves and yeah. stuff like that for each character it was very cool multiple costumes for each character like there was so much in this game for as old as this game was having all of those unlockables yeah. was kind of crazy and it was it's a uh, it's not you know it's not like mortal kombat where you have a 2d uh, fighter where you don't move around the map. It's yes. three-dimensional, so you're moving like up and down at the same time you're moving left and right. Yes. So, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Although extremely frustrating because when you do a hit and suddenly you're like here. That, I gotta say, that was the number one move that I got pissed off with besides just people just blocking the entire time, which, you, yeah. I mean, I can get over that. You just have but to like, grab them. The amount of times that because sidestepping yeah. was such an easy way to avoid everything yep. in this fucking game. If you got really good at sidestepping, it was better than dodging. It was better than blocking. It was better than parrying and it was better than guard attacks. Yeah. I was like, holy f-, like this. Is, and that was the other thing, too. This thing had so many different ways to play defensively. Like mm-hmm. you could sidestep. You could do all those other things. I said, like there were counters and parries and guard breaks and guard attacks and unblockable moves and grabs. Which was nice because I don't think Mortal Kombat had unblockable moves. I don't think none of the other games did. No. Yeah. Which is not like breaking a block is probably the best thing you can throw into a game because then someone just can't sit there can't hit me. Can't hit me. Because some of the people get really good at blocking it's just fucking annoying and frustrating. Like even the computer sometimes you just like I will say the movement's a little slow in this game. A little bit. Yeah. The walking is slow. I believe you have a dash, but it's very quick. Yeah. Like, it's like you move two feet and your dash is over. Yeah. So it, it, it's interesting, but it's not amazing. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, other gameplay, movesets are great. Yeah. Actually, uh, I really liked how yeah. diverse even the movesets were. Yeah. And then saying each character, and this is, keep in mind, 2001 to 2000. Um, and each character had like 30 to 40 moves. Yeah. Fucking insane. Yeah. That's a shit ton of moves for a character. Yeah. Like, even like, 
Because button mashing in a lot of games, you just end up doing a lot of the same moves. Yeah. But if you were to button mash in this game, you might see something. You're like, whoa, what the fuck did I just do there? I pressed up right and then up up left is completely fucking different. And then down right is completely fucking different. But it can be the same as up left right. But it can be also this one. Like, it well, is insane. And the way, like, how fast and fluid the moments were where you were comboing some of these. So, like, if you did, like back x forward x right x up x down x they would all yeah. be different attacks and you could combo them without moving your character so much like that you it could would, really tell like, damn <laughs> you can really tell they worked very hard whoever made this game yeah. I, I said the name yata yata uh, yata uh, masha something like that but whoever made the game fucking killed it fucking killed it i don't remember i don't remember it doesn't matter so yeah i mean the the play playing of this game is actually a lot of fun. So just just sitting there and just I don't know. Normally with fighting games, I just get frustrated because I get bored. Yeah, because they are boring. They're yeah. they're fucking like sit there. All right, you got to fight this person. A little bit of story. All right, now you fight this person. All right, now you're done with that person, but now you're on to this person. Yeah. But in this one, it's a little bit more interesting because they had a uh, what I'd call like balanced gameplay. Yeah. Because you go into a map and it might be a situational map. Yes. Your health is draining, and the only way to regain health is to hit your opponent. Mm-hmm. But your opponent does the same thing and can regain health as well. Yes. And they had a bunch of fucking or like uh, a pass the poison modes yeah. where like you were passing the poison to each other yeah. with every hit, or uh, modes where you're in quicksand, mm-hmm. and the only way to stay above is to keep hitting the other person, yep. or like they're automat they're always repelling you, or there's a high wind going the entire yeah. time. There's so much variability in the different types of matches in this. Yeah, and it was really cool to see that, to go into one and just not have to, like, all right, fight, all right, fight, all right, fight. You had to actually think and use your brain a little bit. Yeah, each different <clears throat> game mode that I was playing, I, I adapted a different strategy to it. Yeah. I was like, oh, if I'm playing this way, I'm going to play a lot more defensively and do a lot more long-range poke. Yeah. And if I'm doing it this way, then I'm going to be doing this or like or even forcing you like you have to only defeat this person with unblockable moves or throws yeah like oh jesus now i have to get good at those (laughs) i hated their farming system yes like they have a farming system where you have to get money to buy portraits to unlock further story missions and it's kind of annoying so yeah it was not the most fun part of the game for sure which i mean you did get quite a bit yeah and what i did, and I, this is something I suggest for everyone who does, because I played a lot of so-called remission modes before, so I kind of knew this was coming. Yeah. So what I do is I always, like, when you're scrolling through all the different things you can buy, just look for, it's so like in the first area, like everything costs, I think, like 10. Yeah. And then every once in a while, something will cost 30. Just buy all the ones that cost 30. Oh, I just bought everything. I eventually went back and did that. Yeah. But if you do that, then you unlock all the story modes. Yeah, first. I guess. But I mean, there's really no point because you just farm the easy ones. That's what I ended up doing. I'm like, OK, I'll do this one was really easy to beat and they gave a good amount of money. I'm going to farm this 20 times and get a shit ton of money. Yeah. for this. I mean, you don't have to farm as much to get that way. Though. I get it. But you're just progressing along, then you might as well just do a farm. Yeah. Because then you don't have to sit there and say, God damn, I didn't get enough money from this one. So I got to now do this one instead. True. No, but uh, to me, Doing farming it that was way, easy. I think I unlocked like three or four levels every time I went to go buy something, and during those three or four levels, gaining enough gold to buy the next three to yeah. four levels, and so it never seemed to be too bad. I, I unlocked everything almost right away because I just farmed an easy notice. Nice. So you fucking suck, bro. Probably. Get up another one, bro. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't think there's too much more in the the typical fighting game moves, combos, grapples, special moves. Like you said, this is with weapons. Yeah. uh, Each person has different weapon with different range, different speed, different uh, things like that. You have um, 
some characters like uh Ivy's got one of the coolest swords yeah, with she, a chain sword. Yeah. Um you got Mitsurugi is just a regular sword. One has a bow staff. One has nunchucks ish. Yeah. Kind of really close range with those ones, though. And it's yeah. kind of weird. Uh, there was the uh, several thighs. Yeah, several thighs. swords. What did um, the one guy had like claws? Yeah. The fucking creepy guy. Voldo. Yeah, Voldo. Um, and then, yeah, like. Nightmare had a fucking giant ass sword. I need to find out if uh, Tekken came out around the same time as this because. Yosumitsu is a main character in the Tekken series, mm-hmm. and he shows up in this game, and he shows up in every Soul Calibur game, and it's the only Tekken character in all the Soul Calibur games. And it's or they really it's, liked him. The creator, me, but so some of these creators really just did designs for other games, and he yeah. could have designed this that just one person in the game. <clears throat> so. True. Which he, it was funny because he had actually like the same move sets and everything that he yeah. had in the like, other games, and I was like. That's sweet. It's literally the exact same character. So if you got good with that character, you could play Tekken and Soul Calibur really well. Oh, show. Oh, show. All right, let's move on to... It's story time. Let's get started. This might be a shorter episode. This might be a shorter episode. That's okay. This might be a really short one, guys. There's not a lot of story to this, honestly. We'll go over some of it, but it's really not amazing. So I'll let you take that away. Oh, okay. I'll put on some cool, cool ass music, too. All right. Hillock was abandoned as a young boy, taken in by the monks of Li Sheng Su Temple. His martial prowess made him one of the best. He inherited the Kaliyaga. It's a staff capable of uh, absorbing energy. Only someone with perfect control of mind and body could control it. If the master of this staff would uh, collect too much dark energy, he would be extremely dangerous. And dark. And dark. Well, in 1583, a travesty of a knight gained the power of the Soul Edge. Its influence was felt inside the temple. Um, so, yeah, this happened in England, where this knight found the Soul Edge, grabbed it, and immediately turned evil. He shot a sky beam of evil into the sky. And then went And it bump. fell around the entire world, apparently, because in China is where this happened, where Killick was. And, and um, Killick was a little bitch about it and cried in the room for three hours. <laughs> so... Kind of much. So the energy uh, went out and the monks started going crazy and they all started to attack and kill each other. In this event, the Kaliaga was also overflowing with energy and so Killick became an unstoppable beast. Only his sister could keep it together because of an item she had inherited, the Devapura Yuga. Mm-hmm. In front of such chaos, she only cared... The nipple ring of hope. <laughs> She only cared for the safety of her younger brother, and she decided to sacrifice her sanity for his, giving him the Devapara Yuga to make his mind stable. When he regained his sanity, the temple was on fire, and everyone was dead except for his sister. His sister then tried to attack him as she went insane, and in an act of self-defense, he had to kill his sister. I feel like he didn't have to, he just kind of did it. Probably. He could have probably subdued her. Maybe, yeah. And then tied her up. Yeah, yeah. So Killick was broken and just laid there in the ashes of the burnt-down temple waiting to die, and an acquaintance of the temple known as the Edge Master gave him the choice to fight again and to cleanse his soul and to master the Master of Kaliaga. And get rid of the evil within or die. Killick started training to defeat the night to defeat Nightmare and the Soul Edge. He realized that, that without the Devapura Yuga, he would become like Nightmare or worse. He goes to England 
and meets Zhenghua and Maxi, also seek to destroy the sword. God, listening to you read this is so painful, Steve. It's so bad. <laughs> and then, and in second grade, I had a turtle. It's like a kid reading a book report. It feels like a book report with this story sometimes. Like it's it's an interesting story, yeah. but in the same way, it's like lot. it's so much, so fast, and they don't really like. I almost wish there was like cutscenes for this because it would have been so much yeah. cooler with actual cutscenes and actually get the story. But yeah, basically, story is he goes to England with them. He fights Nightmare. Uh, he seeks to destroy the sword. His staff and the sword both get destroyed. Mm-hmm. He starts going insane again. Um, but his will over all the mastery he, goes he super could, saying suddenly. He, he's able to with uh, subdue the evil within him. Mm-hmm. The and beast, then the uh, Zhang Ha, uh, she ends up d- destroying the actual, the evil that came out of both of the weapons. Nice. And then Maxi like, almost dies. Maxi does die. Or he does die. He does die. Yeah. So a lot of the characters have their own little individual stories. Um each one is different. In the game, what it does is give you an opening story, basically, that applies to everybody. Yeah. And then by the end of the game, you can unlock each story for each person by either playing the game mode or just buying the end of the story. Yeah. Any story, like Mitsurugi's, I believe he's on a ship and he's like, yeah, bros, we did it. We, we won it. And then the ship tries to attack him. They're like, we want the sword. And he's like, all right, time to kill. And then he was never heard of or seen of ever again. It's just interesting that they go in these weird <laughs> fucking endings because a lot of them do have like a bad ending. Yeah. Like none of them really have a amazingly good ending because even like um, Killick's ending is like, I had to watch my friend Maxi die. Yeah. And it's just insane. And then let's see. Siegfried redeems himself, but Siegfried then does redeem himself. He's still he's still crazy, and he's yeah. still fighting with. He's the still talking of his to his dad. Yeah, his dad, who is he killed? Yeah. So and then Voldo. Voldo is fucking back, insane, and he realizes who his master was. You know what Voldo's story is? It's uh, the clown the the clown story from Twisted Metal. Oh, needles. No, maybe not needles. I'm trying to remember. One of them had like a I lost my memory story. Oh, the cop. Oh, uh, Marcus Kane. Yeah, the, the, whoever yeah. the cop was, he lost his memory, and now by the end he gets it back. Oh, Vol- yeah. Voldo is similar. That's right. I forgot. I, yeah, it's not Marcus Kane. I know who you're talking about. Now. Yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. cop dude. Yeah, uh, I forgot about that. Yeah, every character has their own personalized ending, and every single one is kind of like either sad or very open ended. It's like, and they yeah. went off to fight evil, but we're not going to be specific about it because we have more games to release. Pretty much. Honestly, with a lot of these fighting games, a lot of them, like, don't have the greatest stories. No. Like... They're not meant to. Mortal Kombat story keeps changing all the time. It keeps going in different universes, keeps spiraling in different ways, keeps retconning itself. Same thing with Dead or Alive and Tekken and a couple of these other ones. Those are the main big ones. But, like, I think the only one I've really, like, watch the most stuff of is probably dead or alive that yeah. was just because it was my favorite one what was your favorite levels in this favorite situational levels favorite situational levels um let's see i actually like kind of liked a lot of the poison ones mm-hmm. like as hard as some of those ones were um i really enjoyed a lot of those um i didn't like the 
unblockable throw one. Yeah. Um, the, I think the lamest one by far was the one where you're just on like a a, a beam and there's enemies coming from the left and enemies coming from the right. right. Lizard and like people hit them. I thought that was cool. <laughs> that was fun. it was fun, but I was like, this is so stupid. Hey, that was one of my farming because it was so much money oh, you got. Yeah. It's so easy to kill them. The easiest fucking mission. Yeah. Uh, I think my favorite one in this whole thing was the any mission where you had the just they were invulnerable and the only way to kill them was to hit them off the edge. Oh, it does. I do it changed, like outs. Yeah, and it changes the dynamic of what you're trying mm-hmm. to do because now suddenly you're not trying to get as many hits and combos as you can. Yeah. You're just kind of trying to move them towards the edge and then get uppercuts, get uh, uh, guard blocks, everything like that. It's just crazy that they had that. Get good throws down. Like I, I also really enjoyed the uh, the ones with the the outer ring would knock you up. Yeah. And send yeah, you flying and do damage mm-hmm. to you. Send you to the middle of the ring. Because there was a couple times, especially if you could hit them into a uh, corner mm-hmm. of one of those matches, sometimes they'd bounce off one end and go to the other end and bounce off that end and then land in the middle. And you'd be like, ha you just have your help, bitch. My least favorite one that we had to do was the tournament. I did not like the tournament. Because I felt like, I don't, I don't know. You anything as far as money for those missions. No, well, the tournament you did if you got all the way to the oh, end. Well, but yeah, you had one life, one health bar, so the health bar never regenerated after each opponent. Yeah. And you're just fucking at a sudden death mode, and the minute you die is when you lose all your money. Yeah. Like, you have to win to gain the money. And each time you do it, you get double the last money amount. Yeah. So if you start at 200, your next is 4, and then 8, and then 16, and then so on, 32, blah, blah, blah. But you don't really, I don't know, it's not worth doing that to try to make it to the end. Because I, I made it to, like, the fifth opponent. I'm like, all right, I'm dead. I have nothing. I have nothing yeah. left. I need to find out the cheeses. Honestly, for those, I just did one and then left. Yeah, that's what I ended up doing. I tried a couple times. Because it does seem like the best way to make money, because that multiplier. Well, but it then, starts out so low on most yeah. of them. Like it starts out at, like so. Like on some of the later missions, you get three hundred yeah. rubies or whatever it is. And in that one, like a lot of the tournament missions, you get ten for the first one, yeah. and then twenty, then forty, then eighty. And I like, believe that not... the cap it added for three or four opponents, and you get like ten thousand. Oh, okay. So you get a lot by the end. Okay, but. Yeah, but then you have to do those additional opponents yeah. on top of what you're already doing. So I'm like, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, and it, it's not that fun. Like, maybe it's an accomplishment for some people. If I knew the oh, cheese, yeah. I'm sure there's a cheese for it. Sure. If I knew the cheese for it, maybe I'd do it, but otherwise I'm not going to. Well, and like, that's one of the things, like, um, for me, this game didn't have, like, any, like, insanely broken character to the point <laughs> where I could just do that super easily. Like, um, in Dead or Alive, there's two characters that I play with. And I've beaten the master difficulty with on everything, on every achievement on that game, just because like I was like, this is stupid easy. Like yeah. if I play this character and do this combo, I will win every single match and I won't lose health at all. That's what we call cheese. Yeah. That's what we call cheating. And I didn't find really much in this, even with like I always thought Killick was like one of the most broken characters because he's got the biggest range. Yeah. Uh, same with uh, Sung Mi. No, they really they they move that range in real quick. Yeah. So, and I mean, if you're just using range to your advantage, they're just going to block the entire time. Yeah. So that's true. And then you have somebody like Astroth who can take those hits and then hit you, and you take yeah. half your health, and you're like, oh, okay, fuck you, <laughs> cool, bro. Um, uh, so, I really hated the rat missions. Yeah, they they were kind of weird, but yeah. they they helped you too, I believe. Uh, they both hurt. It hurt both people. Yeah. But it was just annoying because like, you'd be in a combo and then 
your character would stop and like, ow, ow. Oh God. Ow, ow, oh God. My rat, rat bit my toe. Ow, rat ow, bit ow, my toe. Ow, I know ow, I have a shoe on, but their 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 teeth are sharp. Ow, ow, ow. Yeah, it just it's. Some of the missions were very interesting, and like you never get this in any other game. I think this is the first game to really put situations like that I in have, a fighting yeah. game because I have never seen that in Mortal Kombat games. Mm-hmm. Dead or Alive, they didn't have that. Like, see, like in Tekken, it had like mini games, like they had yeah. bowling and shit like that, but they didn't have these like but the weird situational, situational things. things. Yeah, they're fucking sweet though. I loved them. Like, like it just made it interesting going through. I think one of the ones I struggled with at first was the uh, the repelling ones. Yeah. Well, no, actually, those were easy for me. Those weren't too bad, but like... Uh, exp- that was also one of my farms is the guy, the pirate dude. Oh, yeah, Cervantes? Yeah. yeah he was an easy mission for yeah, sure. Because he repels, but he doesn't do a lot of damage for some mm-hmm. reason. So. But yeah. Also dead, I guess, technically. Yeah, I guess there's nothing really... Uh, the ending of the game is you fight... Like the chaos, chaos, which is like the soul of Soul Edge. Yes, yes. It's, it's very confusing. It's the I never I know what's dark going on. entity that's actually inside of the Soul Edge yeah. that devours souls and makes you go crazy or whatever. Uh, there's a couple game modes in here, by the way. It's not just what we're talking. We're just talking about mission mode, but there's arcade mode. There's a uh, gallery mode, there's survival mode, survival. And then there's like a I I don't I didn't see what this other was, but I unlocked another kind of survival mode yeah. in my survival like this like game just, mode. It, it's fucking layered to shit with how yeah. much stuff is in it. And for the early two thousands, I believe it was over a gig big. I think so. Which honestly, for that time period, that's insanely large. Yeah. So. Well, and that's that's one of the things that Soul Calibur has always done is they always have so much shit, yeah. and they always have the biggest custom cut uh, custom creator stuff in all their newest games, mm-hmm. like. Especially once they got into uh, four, five, and six, especially the custom things you can do in that. You can pick exactly what weapon, what kind of style of fighting you want to do with that weapon. You can pick the different, all the different colors of your mm-hmm. armor, all the different pieces of your armor. You can make your armor break or make it so it never breaks. Yeah. And then you can like change all the different sizes. You can even change the color of the hit effects. Really? And That's like cool. the hit streams and stuff. And it's ridiculous the amount of creation. You can do with that. Like I've made, I just sat in custom creator a lot yeah. on Soul Calibur Six this weekend. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. But I think we're ready to move on to You know, this game is a great time killer, an amazing time yeah. killer. I uh, I will say uh, I did not notice anything going by, not a minute. No. Uh, so I'm gonna give this a worth. I mean, because it's fun, it's fluid. It was a great release, a great, a great system to release on. Yeah. I think if this was released on Xbox or GameCube, I would have hated it. Possibly. I remember playing a lot of these on Xbox. and I didn't hate it, but honestly, Later. like this. This one I never played before. The original? Never played. Yeah, it. I haven't played this. So I don't think this one was released on anything but the Dreamcast at the time. Yeah. And now it's ported to everything. So which it's not even available on 360 or 360 arcade anymore unless you already have it. Yeah. So it, it's interesting to do to have these types of games like that. But I think it's it was a cool game. It was fun. The time didn't go by while I was playing it. And the, it was in more interesting than Mortal Kombat was for me. Yeah. And maybe not as good as Injustice, but Injustice has like eight years on, on it. You well, know? that and Injustice is based off an entire comics. They have an entire like, yeah. lore built already. And yeah. they made and the it story basically was so a movie. Good. Yeah. Like all the cutscenes in it. And that's that's what I'm saying. Like a lot of these games that actually envelop a whole like just like awesome story with amazing cutscenes that you actually want to watch. Yeah. That's a whole different story than this. Like 
you have to compare this to Mortal Kombat yeah. and Tekken and Dead or Alive and stuff like more loosely, yeah, loosely open ended stories, which always are changing and always retconning and always mm-hmm. picking different shit. And then you're just like, yeah, whatever. But honestly, like, I really love this one as well. Uh, I have to give this worth as well, whether you buy it or if you have an old Dreamcast, whatever you're playing it on, if you find an emulator for it, like. Hell yeah, every version emulator for <laughs> every version I've seen of this has been. You're not buying really it anymore, I don't, don't Probably not. If you don't have a Dreamcast, you're you're fucked. Probably. I bet there's a whole warehouse of Dreamcast. Which somewhere. I mean, this game actually does have a 98 percent of Metacritic. Yep, killed it. So that's huge, especially for fighting games. Like that's that's pretty high rating for most games in general. Period. For sure. And so, like, yeah, like this game's definitely worth the money. It's definitely worth the effort to play. It's definitely worth the effort to find. All right, well, that was this game. Thank you all for listening once again. And Woo-hoo. next week's game is Goat Simulator. Goat. Goat. No, you didn't need you didn't need to do that, but okay. Uh, yeah, Goat Simulator next week. So we will catch you guys next week. Yeah. So, bye. Love you.